Hello and a warm welcome to our podcast, Successful Students in Transition, a Time to Thrive, hosted by Louise Walls and me, Elizabeth Gillis. In our podcast, we aim to support young people as they step out of school life into the world of work and study and help them thrive in a new environment. So today it's a new year and a new series, and we've got a great student, a first year student ISIS with us today. And the podcast will continue to focus on the move to university. So if you're a first year student or planning to go to university, or maybe even settling somewhere new, today will be a good listen. In our previous series over eight weeks, we raised and discussed themes of the transition to university and the settling process. We talked about change, planning, expectations, that thing about making new friends, organisation, checking in with how you are, rest, missing home, doubts about being on the course, managing the academics and the, fi the finances, and the return home where I know you are at the moment, Isis. Um, so a lot of topics covered and we know it's complex change. And if one of those topics resonated with you, you might want to go back and listen to our previous series. Um, so today, a big warm welcome to you, Isis, a first year student, and the first term is done. And Louise and I feel it's so important to hear from students about their experiences and how this process is going for them. So thanks for agreeing to join me today, Isis. And you're still a bit on holiday, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still at home at the moment. But right. yeah, going back, seen really excited. Yeah, good. And, it, and sad to leave home and excited to go back. Do you have that kind of mixed emotion? Yeah, so it is sort of, yeah, very sad to go home, but then you like focusing on the positives of going back as well and starting new modules and stuff for the second term. So, yeah. So all new again. Yeah. Isis, can I take you back to then that summer before you went, last summer before you went to university, when you were getting ready for this change? Do you know what kind of prepared you for that? What helped you when you were thinking about going to university? It might be talking to people or reading things or what, what was it about for you? I think so. I have an old sister who's at Edinburgh, so she's in her third year. So that's really helpful being able to talk to her about it as well, even knowing what to get and like what to bring and stuff. Um, and even when you first move in, like any like worries you have, I always talk to my sister or even like my mum and dad and stuff as well. And also relying on if you have any other friends going to uni as well, which I did. So we can all sort of relate to that as well, like any anxieties or any excitedness that we have as well. So. Yeah. So great having an older sister who's done it and doing it. Yeah, absolutely. What kind of words of wisdom did she, that were really helpful for you? Because I think it's really important to share these things. Not everybody's got a great older sister. So yeah. what did she say? She basically said, you know, go then sort of throw yourself into it and have as much fun as you can. You will be missing home. That's obvious. Like even I'm st I still miss home now, even though I've been there for a term. But I think you know, she just said, try and throw yourself into like as many activities as you can. It's and try and like focus on how exciting this is as, as an experience um, in the sense, you know, that you're living on your own for the first time, meeting new people from like all over the world. That's really exciting. It's a really exciting opportunity to do so. Yeah. yeah. And did you do it? Did you yeah. Do yeah. Good what did you do? What did you join? Yeah. So within like the first two weeks I joined the um uh netball society for my course uh, which is sociology um and that's got first year second year third years in it as well so that's really helpful because you're 
you can make new friends that way um or you can you know talk to the older years about what their experience is and then they ask like how are you finding it so it's always nice to have someone older there as well to rely on who's actually in the same union doing the same course as well and and has done it and has done it kind of the second year so we've already done that first year so that's really nice and we'll talk a little bit more about that as well about joining things and sort of you know I think that that is important okay did you use any, I mean, some universities have a lot of, their, they've got their websites and a lot of information on that. Did you use anything there? Um, so when I was first like trying to think of like what to buy and stuff, obviously my sister sent me the list of what she had got when yeah. she went, but she's a lot more organized than me. So I was like, okay, let me look on the website and see what they suggest. So yeah, I went yeah on the Liverpool website and it basically gave, you know, you know, absolutes like top 10 that you have to bring stuff that you might need or like might not need so yeah I did look at that but then also yeah my sister as well or just just on social media as well you can always search stuff up on Instagram TikTok anything like people who are first moving to uni and they normally provide lists of what mm-hmm. you should bring and stuff so so from a, a range of sources resources you got information good for you what were you looking forward to at university uh, I think I was most looking forward to just moving from the countryside where I live to a city because I think it's a big change and I've always wanted to do it so I think that was what I was most excited for and then also just meeting new people because yeah where I'm from is very you know in the country everyone sort of knows everyone and then also at uni it's such a big change like you meet people from you know the north south abroad and I feel like that just that's what I was most excited for like hearing other people's stories about their life and like their hometown and stuff so yeah that's it's a it's a, a place where you can meet all kinds of people, isn't it? Make all kinds of different. Did it meet your expectations, Isis? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, because there's always this sort of idealized like idea of like what the uni experience is. Sometimes at some points I'd feel like this doesn't really feel like the uni experience that everyone was hyping up about. But I think it's individual to everyone. Um mm-hmm. so for me, it definitely has being able to live on my own, be independent meeting new friends um you know going to lectures as well which is a lot different to what lessons I had at sick form for example so like even being like in a big lecture hall or something like that was like incredible for the first time mm-hmm. um and yeah just I think yeah for a city as well it completely exceeded my expectations because it's it's such a change from where I am now so yeah it was really refreshing to do that so lots of changes weren't there? Yeah. yeah. What were those first days or weeks like for you? They were very, very full on. I feel like the first two, three weeks, it's, yeah, very full on because you're, you know, just settling in. You know, you have to do your food shop for the first time on your own. You know, you have to do your washing, like everything. Um, and then obviously that first week, yeah, freshers week, which is obviously just, you know, very intense every single night, which is obviously really fun. So freshers week in itself, it was it was crazy it was just sort of like you don't even like I just can't even remember it was so crazy but it was so fun so even that first week was sort of a bit like that wasn't really uni life in itself because you were up at all sort of hours and stuff um but yeah I think the weeks after that you know you're just settling in you know trying to find what your lectures or seminars are um or you know just 
you know, just living on your own as well, it is hard to start with because, you know, you have to, like, even if you do cook at home or like you do do your washing, like when you are completely independent and there's no one else doing it for you, that is a big, is a big change. But no, it was really, yeah. So it's hard, but I do think that overall it's, it's meant to be, it's meant to be hard and it's not meant to be easy straight away. So yeah. I, I agree with you. Like in any transition, there's going to be that excitement, but there's going to be a bit of hardship about learning how to do things in a different way. And the reality is you've really only been there a few months. So you're like still in that process of it all and you're going to go back and term two will be different yet again. Yeah. Did you have an idea of, um? because I guess that, yeah, there's that, there's the life of a student and going out and meeting people and laundry and everything like that. And there's the and there's the work stuff as well. Did you know what kind of student you wanted to be? Um so I think even from sick form I've always been very organized. I always went to classes and then always had like a timetable stuff. So I wanted to, you know, keep doing that and go along with it. Because I think like academically I have to be in like an organized mindset to be able to do things because yeah so I think I wanted to be someone who would still want to thrive academically as well as socially Mm -hmm. Um, because I did like I wanted to you know present the best of me to other people but then also I feel like it was a journey of sort is still a journey of sort of discovering who I am as a as a young adult as well yeah so yeah it's just sort of figuring that out so Yeah. yeah And can I say, you know, I know we can see each other and other people can't see each other that listen to us. I mean, life, it's a terrible cliche, but it is a bit of a journey. Yeah. <laughs> I've got there yet either. Yeah. You know, there's a few years between between us. <laughs> so just if we can continue that kind of work bit a little bit and then we'll come back to your friendships. Um, what were your expectations about the standard of work and was that kind of realistic and as you imagined? Yeah, so I thought definitely from even like looking back at secondary school, from GCSEs to A-levels, that was obviously a big step. And I thought from A-levels to uni, it would still be a big step, but be more similar in the way that like you're writing essays or the support that you get. But I feel like at uni, it's more, it is obviously a lot more independent. You have to sort of go out of your way to go get the help that you need from your seminar leaders or if you have a question for the lecturer then go to them after lecture which obviously can be really intimidating sometimes you don't want to be the only one but I think you do just actively have to you know look for yourself and prioritize your academic studies by going out of your way to find the help that you need where like in that like sick form it's more so your teachers are there and it's not as yeah it's not as intimidating when there's a big class of 200 in a lecture hall compared to maybe one of 30 so yeah it's more you have to go out of your way to go find help that you need which once you've done that is so easy but yeah but but starting it because I think you're right Isis it's a different kind of learning experience being in a in a kind of big hall with lots of people (laughs) when you've just been in a classroom with and you know some lecturers as well can can feel like you can't necessarily go up to them because it's an early relationship in those first terms. But mm-hmm. have you just out of interest, have you been able to ask for any help if you've needed it? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's definitely a lot easier with your seminar leaders. Mm-hmm. And with the uni, they always say, if you have a question, go to your seminar leaders before anyone else. Because 
obviously my seminars are a lot smaller, so it's something that I'm more used to. And before any seminar or anything, they always put up their email and it's always there on the slide. So you can always email them. And I've had a lot of instances where I've needed to email my seminar leaders on essays or if I didn't understand something. And it's a lot easier to go up, like go up to them after. Yeah, instead of sending them an email and stuff. Yeah. That's that's quite that's really accessible. That's great to hear. Do you think you've got a routine with regards to your study? And I'm going to use this word yet. Do you think you've got one yet? And I know it's really early days. Mm. Um, I'd say sort of, basically. Um, I think even the first time where you think that you still have it all figured out with like you have your regular lectures and stuff, it's still, you know, it's still I'm still transitioning to try get that absolutely you know nailed down but I have um so I have like a whiteboard and I have a timetable so I'll dedicate like certain days to different modules so if I have any work to catch up on if I have any seminar work or anything I'll try just focus that day on that one module because otherwise I feel like sometimes it can all get a bit confusing if you're trying to do three at a time on one day and then you just get confused and then you're like oh I can't don't know what to do anymore so yeah I think I love having like a regular timetable of count <laughs> you know, what to do and stuff. That sounds very organised, Isis. <laughs> yeah. That's something that you brought from school with you, that this idea of this timetable and Yeah, absolutely. Cause I started it um when I was doing my A levels with revision. That was, you know, hardcore, you know, revision every single day. Um and yeah, so I sort of brought that more relaxed though to uni because I just thought, you know, try to enjoy it more. It's not it doesn't have to be so stressful right now. But yeah, I do think, yeah, I just, yeah, it's a good to have a scheduled day. And even if you, because I don't stick to it all the time. Sometimes there are days where you have low days and you just think, I really can't be bothered today, which is fine. And then you think, oh, because then sometimes you think, you know, with a timetable, the problem with it is sometimes then, you know, you get more, you beat yourself up more because you haven't done it. And then you think, you oh, know, what day am I going to do that on now? But then it's just, it's important to like not, like you don't have to stick to it. It's yeah. just so I sort of use it as a guideline, like, okay, if I don't do the module, if I don't do module one today, I can just catch up on it tomorrow. Or I do a little bit today and I don't have to do all of it today. So I use it more as a guideline. Lovely. And to use it kind of flexibly like that, because somebody will come and say, hey, do you want to go and do this or whatever? Yeah. Or And so you have to be open to those other things, but also have an eye on your study. Mm -hmm. And when we're talking about friendships, and making friends, if we were to say how big a priority was this for you, with 10 being it was my a big priority and one not so important, where would you be in that scale? I would go pretty high, I'd say probably an eight, seven or eight, because um, mm. I think it's important to just have a support network there. Because obviously, you know, you can call your parents, you could call your siblings or your other friends, but it's not the same as if they were there. So I think it is, it was really important to me to have, e even if it's, you know, just one or two friends, just having those solid friendships with people you can rely on and you can go to when you're sad or when you're happy or whatever. Yeah, um, so yeah it was, yeah, quite a big priority for me. I think for lots of students it is, they kind of want to make those friends. Do you think you've got, and here's the yet word coming as well, do you think you've got a group of students or a group of friends that you can talk to and be with yourself with yet? Um, I'd say so, but it is, because obviously I have, so I have, you know, my two flatmates 
and we're a really really light tight-knit group just us three girls um and I think that's really nice because obviously they're there um and then obviously I have you know have people who I'm friends with on my course as well which is also helpful because you need those people so you can talk to them about any work or any essays or anything you're struggling with but to say like I found you know my group that I think I'm gonna see in you know 10 years I wouldn't say so yet because I think there's still I think even in the first term everyone wants to know everyone mm-hmm. and you know you want to be friends with everyone you know you add everyone on the socials and everything but then it's like like am I actually going to be your friend you know in a couple of months time you know maybe maybe not so I think I'm still like open to be finding like that you know big group or something of proper solid friendships but I do you know I think it's okay I have friends here and there so I think that's the main thing yeah and my guess is you've got a netball group as well, haven't you? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. So finding possibilities of making friendships is a really good thing in these early first terms. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Louise and I were had kind of we had a, one of our podcasts was on about checking in with the, yourselves when you were doing, you know, in the first few weeks, or maybe if we could ask you to do it now, because as we've as we've talked about, you know, there's going to lectures, there's seminars, there's the cooking, there's the washing, mm-hmm. there's the joining societies, there's going out with friends, there might even be exercising, and of course, sleep and it all. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you? How how do you think you're doing in relation to keeping all of this stuff going? How are you doing? Uh, I think I'm doing. You know average like just as well as any other student um yeah because obviously as I said like join the network society so that's good because I've got that like every training every Tuesday and then a match every Thursday so that's quite good to have that routine and then with like meals and cooking and stuff like me and my flatmates like we'll go shopping on a Monday or a Tuesday a big food shop and then you know just meal planning what you're going to do for each day um which I think is really helpful as well because then you're not sort of in the kitchen like don't really know what to do don't really know what to cook tonight but when you have those ideas then that makes it a lot easier but yeah obviously yeah netball society is really good so I think it's important to have that routine of just doing something like even as something as simple as okay I'm going to do my washing on a Sunday and then I'm going to do my food shop on a Tuesday or something like that I just think yeah it's important to have that routine so I think I've done that quite no. well and 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 good for you and actually doing it with other people is quite a good thing too to yeah. Do like you know, we've heard other other students saying you know they're they're cooking with other with other people in their flats or their batch they're making lots of batches of stuff and yeah. buying in bulk and stuff like that. So a good a good kind of bonding thing to do together. Mm-hmm. And you know, in this busy time with all these new things that are going on, um, new things, new place, new per- new people. How did you kind of recharge your battery? Because it takes such energy to do all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes just for me, like admitting that I wanted to stay in and just wanted to have a night, you know, just, you know, with the girls in the flat or just on my own, like just, you know, watching Netflix or something like that. Like, I think it's important to sort of not be in denial to yourself that you're allowed to have nights and you don't have to go out, you know, every single night just because everybody else is. I think it's important to, yeah, just prioritise yourself. If you're not feeling it, then don't force yourself to do it. So I think, yeah, because if, for example, everyone's going out on a Thursday, I don't feel like it, but then, you know, I've got something planned for the Saturday, then I'd rather stay in on Thursday. So then for the Saturday, I'm really excited to go. So yeah, I think it's important. And for me, just sometimes to admit 
you know, if we plan to go out and then I'm like, I'm not really feeling it, then either my flatmates be like, oh, you know, let's just do a night in instead and just chill, watch a movie, or let's just, instead of going out, you know, clubbing, let's just go to the pub instead. So, yeah, I think just admitting that sometimes you do, you do need a rest because it is so, it's so tiring, like let alone, you know, going out all the time, but also, you know, your studies and then doing everything for yourself, like it is tiring. So I think, yeah, not being in denial to when you need a rest because it's fine yeah, yeah. I I completely agree Isis I think it's about prioritizing yourself it's not mm. not selfish it's yeah. an important thing to be able to do because you know we people talk about that formal that fear of missing out kind of thing and you need to think well actually I notice I'm really tired maybe you need an earlier night or something just a bit less re relaxing or something yeah mm. One of the things that we know in a transition, there's a dip in people's well-being because there's that kind of huge kind of uh, frenzy that goes on at the beginning with friendship frenzy and the and fresh as week and everything. And it's all very lovely. People call that the kind of honeymoon period in a transition. And then there's often a dip where people can feel quite homesick. Um, they want maybe want to go back home or they can they can see maybe other friends want to do that and they kind of feel like mm, and it's getting darker isn't it as well mm -hmm. like yeah November December um did you notice that dip within you and if you did what was it like or did you notice it in other people I definitely did notice it in myself because it's mm -hmm. always yeah so when you first join like September like to like mid-October it's all sort of manic you're still really excited you don't really have time to be missing home in a sense but then after that, as you said, when it gets darker, so you can't go out and do things as much or it's so cold, so you feel like I'd just rather stay in. And I think for me, what I did is I, you know, tended to isolate myself in my room. Like I'd sort of just be in my room, just sort of on my own because, you know, I didn't really feel like talking to my flatmates or anything. Like even if they knocked on my door saying, oh, do you want to make dinner? I'd be like, yeah, in a bit. And then, you know, it'd be hours later because I sort of just wanted to be on my own. And it was, it was, it, it gets hard when it's like that. Cause then you sort of, I definitely got stuck in a rut, like mm -hmm. sort of just didn't really know what to do, feeling a bit sorry for myself. Like I'd call, you know, my sister and she'd be able to give me advice, you know, be like, oh, I felt like this, you know, it's fine. It's normal. And obviously, you know, I feel better for, you know, the two hours we're on the phone. Then after it sort of just goes back to, you know, stage zero again. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, that's what I noticed, yeah. really. Yeah. And and I think I said that's a really kind of good description of that dip for someone when you're going to want to isolate yourself, but yet at the same, at the same time you want to connect with the people mm -hmm. you know really well. Yeah. And good that you did. Good that you did yeah. contact your sister and she could kind of talk through it and tell you it was normal because... I think it's one of the big things that people really need to know about is the, that dip. And often I help people think about, well, if you had a bad day, what would you do? What, what's, your, what's your plan for a bad day or even a bad week? And I know people maybe go home or they plan to see other friends or, you know, but it sounded like that talking with your sister was a really important thing for you. To yeah. Yeah. And I also think that communicating with, you know, your flatmates as well is really important because even if, you're not, you know, best friends with them or anything. Like, I think they're the ones who are with you. So you have to, you know, sort of force yourself to rely on them as well. 
because yeah as I said earlier like you can call you know siblings friends parents but it's not the same because they're not there yeah so that's what I did as well so you know I'd call I call my sister but then you know I go talk to my flatmates and then you know just be completely honest sometimes even just you know just have a complete breakdown mm-hmm. but then you know talking to them you know you realize you're not you're not the only one and you know they you know they would say oh you know I feel the same like and then once you've you know crossed that boundary then you can you know it one it makes friendships and also just makes you feel better as well to know that everyone's in the same boat like you see on people's you know socials that you know they look like they're having the best time then maybe that will make you feel worse about yourself but then if you actually talk to them it is it could just all be for show to try just put up an act to be you know in having the best time of your life when it's not it's not always that so yeah no and I think you're right when we're vulnerable sometimes with our friendships and when we're getting to know people that vulnerability can make those friendships deeper mm-hmm, absolutely yeah So now you're home for the holidays. (laughs) You've done first year. Can you tell me what the highs and lows of being being at home again? Um, So highs, definitely um, seeing all my friends from school. Yeah. um, Because that's just really nice. It's just, you know, just really warming, like even just hearing about their uni experiences and then I say about mine or just, you know, what we've been getting up to. And, you know, just like reminiscing on like old times and like old memories that we have. It's just really, really nice. Like we did like group dinners, we did like a group Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it was it's really nice seeing friends again. Um, obviously, family as well is obviously just lovely. And also just, you know, being back in your own bed, which is so much more comfy than the uni beds. So, like, you know, just being, you know, with my, you know, with my cats and just being in an area which I'm so much more familiar as well. So that's great. And I'd say probably the lows is, you know, as I'm, you know, getting back to going back to uni, obviously you start to feel quite sad about leaving here. But then also it's sort of, you know, then you're excited about going to uni. Um, but I always, whenever it gets to the last like week before I'm going back, I always sort of feel like, oh, I don't want to go back. Like, I just want to stay here sort of thing. But then, you know, I I, I feel like everyone has this. Yeah, because um, everyone will say, "Oh, I'm, you know, I want to get back as soon as possible." But I do think sometimes, you know, most people will be like, "Actually, do I want to go back?" It's sort of, you know, you doubt yourself, you doubt, can you do it on your own again, sort of thing. But it's always, you know, some days I'll be excited, some days I won't. But you know, once I'm there, then I'm absolutely like, I'm so happy to be back, sort of thing. And obviously, I miss home, so it's sort of, it's bittersweet, really. I, I, yeah, lovely way of putting it. I think it's a bit, a bittersweet, you know. And transitions are usually about those kind of competing emotions, just like that. Like mm-hmm. you can feel happy and you can feel sad at the same time. And yeah. for a lot of us, that's really confusing. But that's what happens in those times of transition. What do you think so far has been the most rewarding part? You might have said it already, but what do you think's been the most rewarding part of this experience of going off to uni? I think being able to be independent is probably the most rewarding for me um, in the sense of obviously, you know, I was, you know, still doing stuff on my own here, like at home. But I do think once you're completely, there's no one else sort of to rely on, like being able to sort of grow up and sort of become like an adult, really. I think it's just really, yeah, it's been really rewarding for me to sort of show that like I can do it. And I can sort of, you know, obviously I'm not living on my own, but, you know, there are some days where 
all the flatmates, like all my flatmates are out for the day. And then it's just me. And I'm sort of like, oh, this, you know, it's just sort of like what my future life will be. And in that sense, then it gets me really excited about the future mm. as well. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Because I think, you know, you've likely thought about going to university and doing all these things. And now you can see you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, sounds like to me, you've got lots of structures and routines and things that you're thinking about that's helping you, I think. What's been your biggest challenge, do you think? Um, I think definitely, yeah, getting out of like a rut because I tended, you know, to feel a bit sorry for myself and then, you know, not do work that day. And then I say I'll do it the next day, don't do it that day. And then it keeps piling up, piling up. So I think being able to sort of become positive in when it feels so like dark and so negative, I think that's, what's the most challenging thing so I think you have like I have I think everyone has to accept that you are going to have you know ups and downs and I think you have to accept that that's okay that's normal um like even if you see like other flatmates they just seem to be happy all the time I know that everyone struggles in their own way everyone will struggle so I think yeah the biggest challenge is just sort of you know for one accepting that you know you're sad you're not feeling yourself you're having a down week or day or whatever and I think yeah just accepting that and just sort of letting it happen you know let yourself cry but then it's you know trying to get out of that but I think being yeah accepting it instead of being in denial as well yeah has been the most challenging right and just kind of notice the signs and signals within you that are kind of telling you stuff yeah my guess that kind of accepting those that life's a bit of a struggle, which is a hard one to really accept, but it's true because my guess before you went to university, there were ups and downs before. Yeah. Going to university is not really going to change. There'll be different ups and downs, mm. but likely you've been able to, you know, you're, you've got to university, you've done great things. So you've managed those ups and downs and you'll continue to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, any surprises in this transition? Anything you went, oh, I didn't, didn't reckon that would happen? Or um, I think sort of how, you know, how it can change from seeming to have gone so fast, but then also going so slow at the same time. Yeah. Like literally as soon as, you know, the speed of freshers week in itself and then you'd be like, oh my God, I've already been here for, you know, two weeks or, oh my God, I've already been here for three weeks. And then you're like, oh, I'm going home, you know, in a month, like it's not even that long sort of thing. It can go really quickly. Also, it can go really slow as well. But I think even like, I think the first time go, it just flies by. You think, oh, you know, because some days you'll be like, oh, if you book a train ticket home or something and you're like, oh, you know, that's ages away. And then before you know it, it's next week. And then you have to start thinking about packing and stuff. So, yeah, I think the speed of it as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a a really nice observation that it can be fast and slow. You know, I remember sometimes, you know, I work with young people going off to university and they say, but I'm going for three years. But actually, it's not three years. It's all those chunks of time, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So kind of last questions, wrapping up now. Thank you so much, Isis. If you were to say two or three things that you might have said them already, that it's essential for students to know about this transition and especially about this first term, what would it be? Um, I definitely say one of them is it's okay to have down days. Like not every day is going to be amazing. And I think that's okay. Everyone goes through it and you don't have to, you know, be out all the time. You don't have to be social all the time. Sometimes you just need that time for yourself, which is absolutely fine. 
And I'd also say that, you know, it may not live up to, you know, the uni hype straight away, which I don't I don't even think anyone really knows what it is. It's just sort of a thing that everyone seems to, you know, be like, oh, yeah, it's amazing. But if it doesn't happen straight away, that's fine as well, because it will happen later on or it will just happen in its own sense. Like it won't it will happen in different ways for different people. And I definitely say as well to try to stay positive. Like yeah. just even though it's it is hard and it is a massive step, I think just yeah, I think, you know, try to stay positive as best you can because it is a great experience and like it, you know, for me it's already changed my life now because, you know, I've met so many new people that I know that, you know, I'm gonna be friends with in, you know, five, ten years. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, just treasure the experience because it is an amazing one. Yeah. And it might go quite fast, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it'll be gone before you know it. So. It might be. So enjoy, enjoy the the time of it. Isis, thank you so much for your sharing your wisdom today. I really like your kind of summary three points there. A kind of mix of, you know, ride, you know, be riding those waves of enjoying the ups and watch out for the downs and and about, I think you're right about that uni hype that it it happens. You know that experience, your experience as a student, they're all different. Nobody's the, nobody's the same, and sometimes we can get into comparisons and saying, "Well, they're doing all this and I'm not." So, I think three really, really useful points. Enjoy second term. Thank you very much. I'm I'm sure you'll do brilliantly. So, thanks very much again. Bye. Thank you so much, Isis, for joining us and sharing with Elizabeth your experience and helpful insights. Without doubt, life transitions such as the move to uni will bring both highs and lows, and it's never all plain sailing. Knowing that this is the case is really important in setting realistic expectations. So thank you for helping students do just that. You know, way back when we first started this podcast, episodes one and two were all about recognising the transition period that comes with big life change. It's a process, one that will offer a range of experiences, some great and some more challenging. You may like to listen to those first two episodes, episode one, Beat the Transition Blues, and episode two, Successfully Riding the Waves of Change. We really hope you're enjoying these student conversations as much as we are, enjoying recording them. Thank you once again to all our volunteers. So please help us get the word out about this podcast by liking and following the podcast and sharing it with your friends and colleagues. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back soon with the next conversation in the series. Bye-bye for now. For the legal bits. The information contained in this podcast is for information purposes only. The content is not intended to act as a substitute for professional advice. Please do not delay in seeking professional help for any medical or mental health condition. Use of the information in this podcast and associated materials is at the user's own risk. <laughs>